Welcome to the Family Connections Podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church. Welcome to this episode of Family Connections Podcast. This one is on learning your child's love language, and I've got across from me Savannah Cariaga. Hello. And Savannah, just for fun, uh, what do you do here at Cornerstone? I'm our elementary ministry director, so that's uh, hanging out with our first through fifth graders. Awesome. And I'm, I'm Mike Bain. I work with our high school students and their families, and we're excited that we get to spend some time with you today uh, talking specifically about learning your child's love language. So what exactly are love languages? Is uh, what we think of whenever we think of love language usually goes back to marriage or couples or um, getting into intimate relationships. But uh, the ways in which we give or receive love uh, are kind of categorized into different um, avenues or genres, um, and it's how we do that with people in relationship. No matter if we're married or if they're our child, uh, a good friend, love languages still come into play. Right, yeah, it's the specific ways that we uh, not only express our love, but the ways that we desire to be loved by those around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the terms I've heard used for it is the things that fill our proverbial love tank, uh, the things that fill us up, that refresh us, that make us feel the most loved. Gotcha. So um, today, since we're translating it, since most of us have probably heard this from marriages and couples, we're going to learning our family love languages. Um, So maybe this is something that might resonate with you. If you've ever tried to express your love or care for someone else that's close to you, only to have it rejected or undervalued, right? And like that can be really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to show my appreciation to my spouse, my relative or my friend, um, but I can easily end up with a feeling of resentment toward them if it's not taken or received in a way that I think it should be. Yeah, so I think uh, to share an example from my own relationship, so my husband and I have been together six years now, six and a half years, and our first Valentine's Day, um, I remember we had a nice date, and he got me a nice gift, and we, I think, went to the observatory. I don't know. Don't remember a lot of the details (laughs) about that. Uh, But I remember I cried at the end of the date because Mm. he didn't give me any kind of note or letter or card or anything and at the time I didn't I didn't realize that that was something that I had to explain and I felt frustrated with him and I felt like why would you not give me a love letter of some kind um Mm. and so it opened up this conversation that ended up becoming a big um point of focus for our relationship that words of affirmation were important to me and that Mm. was not the way that he spoke or received love. So it was a great starting point for us, but it definitely was a point of disappointment for me. And that's not to say that he did anything wrong, because if we're honest, we do the same to others as well. I think we can think of our relationships with other people and think of times they were disappointed, and we feel like, what are you talking about? I cleaned the dishes, or I cleaned the house, or I filled your car with gas, and how can you say that you don't feel appreciated or loved? Uh, So I think it goes both ways for sure. I think as much as we're disappointed at times by uh, what feels like a lack of appreciation to us, I think we can uh, fall into that trap really easily in the ways that we care for our spouses and our kids as well. Yeah. So so if we're unfamiliar with some of the ways that love languages are described, um, Dr. Gary Chapman's book from it's like 1992. Uh, it's it's an older book um, that's been retranslated and uh, new editions have come out specifically for how we experience that with our children, how we experience that with uh, our friends. 
Um, but he kind of puts out five different love languages. Um, and the first one that he talks about, as you just mentioned real quick, was words of affirmation. So these are words of recognition uh, and value for who they are or what they've done for you. Uh, so words of affirmation, whether it's written or spoken, and some people actually would prefer um, one or the other. For example, I know uh, Pam Martin, our business manager, she says that she would prefer written words of affirmation because it's tangible. It can't just be lost in memory or go somewhere else. Uh, and another one uh, is acts of service. So no big surprise here, but actions speak louder than words. Like what kind of, honestly, like what have you done recently for me to show me that? So you mentioned different things like filling up, you know, a gas tank or doing the dishes, something that uh, is an expression of very tangible experience of somebody doing something on your behalf. Right. And speaking in terms of tangible things, uh, receiving gifts is another love language. And just to clarify, this isn't a materialistic worldview. This is right. simply um, I feel best cared for when I when you can show me, hey, I thought of you. I mm. was at the store and I know that you really like Heath bars. And so I got you a Heath bar. So it can be small things, but it's something that shows that you thought about the person and that you know them and care about them. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to the next one. Yeah. So the next one is going to be quality time. Uh, and this is pretty um, self-explanatory, but it's just I want your attention and your time with me matters more than gifts or words. I feel cared for when you set aside the time to just hang out and be with me. Yeah. And then uh, the, the last one here that's listed is physical touch. And so to this person, nothing speaks more deeply than appropriate touch. Um, this was big for me as a child. Uh, it still actually is my biggest one. We'll get to that in just a moment. But as a child, I remember walking up to my mom who would be standing there talking to someone and I would literally like dip my head underneath her hand mm. and just catch her hand as it's hanging there loosely and she would start to scratch my head. Mm. Uh, she knew mm -hmm. that that was my way of crying out for physical touch. Um, I experienced love in that way. I felt comforted in that way. Um, and that was the way that physical touch really manifested itself in my love language as a young child. Um, right. Do you know your love language? Yeah, so we were actually just talking about this a little bit. Uh, so my number one love language for sure is words of affirmation. Uh, I like to know, are the things that I'm doing being noticed? Uh, am I valued? Um, I like to feel acknowledged. And this isn't, you know, praise me for all the wonderful things I do, but I feel most valued and cared about um, when someone can recognize this is what's different about you and I love this about you or mm. I appreciate the way that you contribute to the team or something like that that just verbally acknowledges it. Um, and then also my number two love language is gifts like we talked about. And for me, I feel so loved if somebody just shows that they know me. Again, mm. like if I use the candy example again, it's like, you know me well enough. You've taken the time to get to know me and get me some kind of token that shows that. Uh, and that's definitely a way that I feel valued. Yeah. And obviously you have carried that on to our staff by having these little sheets that we fill out that let us know we have a space where we can write down, yeah, this is our favorite restaurant. This is our favorite little snack. Um, so it's obvious that you are mm -hmm. proactive even in that because of how much love and care you receive from it. Right. And I think that's uh, something we might touch on a little bit later, but it is possible and likely that you might speak in a gift that's different from the way you like to receive gifts. So Very true. So, Mike, what is uh, your love language? Uh, mine is actually physical touch, going back to what I mentioned uh, when I was a child. That has not changed. Uh, we'll get to that at the end. That sometimes uh, the different love languages can change in terms of what we receive and how we give it. 
Um, but physical touch, so back scratch, a uh, hug, obviously this is mostly from my wife. Um, that's really where, uh, I feel like I'm cared for because someone wants to be close to me. Uh, and mm-hmm. that, uh, actually speaks to, for, for myself an insecurity, hmm. um, like that for some reason people won't want to be around me, but physical touch is this mm-hmm. affirmation mm-hmm. that no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, and it's something that speaks a little bit deeper sometimes right. than words. Um, but I do have, as you even mentioned, like we have sometimes multiple ways that we receive love. Um, mine is also uh, words of affirmation kind of mixed with quality time. They kind of go hand in hand in some ways, um, but not just uh, the extra, not the leftovers when it comes to mm, time, but mm-hmm. something that is intentional, uh, right. undivided if possible. Um, like we could sit down and watch a movie or, or a TV show if I'm sitting with my wife, Christy. But that's not necessarily quality time right. um, because we're not actually engaging. Um, and so that's a big thing to think of also with our children. Quality time shouldn't just be leftovers. Uh, right. It should be intentional, undivided uh, space for that. Yeah. And I think if I can touch on this a little bit, uh, there's value in using all five love languages. Yes. I think about like a birthday and a birthday should include all of them. You have the gift, you have a nice card written to them, you set aside time to do their favorite activity, mm. um, you hug them and you play with them. And uh, so ideally you would be using all five, but I think God has created us all differently and yeah. uh, we show that we value um, the unique aspects of our kids by taking the time to see how can I love you best and how can I make you feel valued and important to me. Yeah. And it's, I think sometimes we can look at this and go, wow, this is a lot that someone's expecting of me. But the reality is, is that relationships, uh, you get what you put in, right? Like there's, right. there's an immense level of love and care. And for those of us that are involved in, in deep relationships, we really want to care for others. Well, I, mean, I don't think mm-hmm. that there's a question in that. I, I want to know that as much as possible, my, um, my expressions and, and shows of devotion and affection that they're actually hitting the mark. Right. Uh, cause again, it can be so frustrating whenever we're trying to love someone and it's just, we're, we're missing the mark. There's lost in translation moments. It's a really frustrating thing. So practically speaking, Mike, uh, what does this look like? Yeah. I mean, learning first, our child's love language is invaluable. Um, there will be fewer times, as I said, of being lost in translation and wondering why your show of affection seems to be ineffective. Now, um, I know that for teens and older, there are tests that you can take, uh, and it will list all five. As you said, all five are there. Every human being um, has kind of a sliver of the pie, so to speak, mm. where they do appreciate words of affirmation, where they do appreciate physical touch, but it will break down differently. Um, and so you can go to, uh, actually a great website for this is fivelovelanguages.com. Um, it's actually created by uh, the original author, Chapman, uh, who put that book out, hmm. uh, you can go on there and take the test. It's a wonderful opportunity to have a conversation about how we give and receive love um, and then hopefully learn about others that are in our lives. Um, but as I said, it's for teens and older. So what does this look like for parents of younger children? Yeah, uh, an assessment is a great way for teenagers and adults, or a great starting point, I should say, for them to learn their love languages. Uh, but obviously for younger children, assessments are a little bit harder mm-hmm. uh, and there's not one designed specifically for them. Um, but fortunately, it can actually be pretty easy to see our child's love language if we just observe the way that they interact with us. Uh, so as I mentioned before, it's so important that 
we show our kids all five love languages. Uh, even if it's harder, uh, being intentional of that is really important and helps create a deeper bond. Uh, and you should never, ever stop verbally telling your children that you love them. Um, that's something that they'll carry with them, even if that's not their love language. I definitely have friends that said, you know, I never, my parents never said that they loved me. And maybe they did all these other things. And sometimes you can say, you know, I know they loved me because they took care of me, but I mm -hmm. wish that I had heard it. So even if that's not their love language, there's value in touching on all five um, but you might find, you know, that one of your kids is more cuddly or maybe they're the first to climb in your lap at the end of the day. You walk in the door and they're already hugging your leg. Uh, so yeah. that might mean that their physical, that physical touch is their love language. Um, if you have the type of kid who seems to save gifts for a long time or remembers mm. a year later, oh, my aunt so-and-so got me this gift and it was so nice of them. Or I mentioned back in March that I wanted this gift and you remembered and got it for me for Christmas. Uh, that might mean that their love language is gifts. And obviously, uh, all kids love getting presents. Sure. So I don't want to confuse that with this specific love language um, because, of course, kids love opening a present, but... The kids that love that love language is gifts. Uh, it's so much deeper for them. Like I said, it's not just the physical gift, but it's the thought behind the gift. Uh, mm. They value that more than the gift itself. So it doesn't have to be, you know, you're getting them a new video game system every year. It's not about the price of the gift. Uh, to them, it's the thought behind the gift. And then if you... Uh, have a child who might be very expressive with you, might always tell you, mom, you're my favorite, or they'll write on crafts like, dad, you're the best. Uh, that might be mean that their love language is words of affirmation. Uh, and if they seem to really value when you affirm them, or if they're coming to you and saying like, did I do a good job or look what I did? Uh, they're looking for those words of affirmation. And that mm. might be a hint that that's important to them. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely see that with my children, uh, you know, Owen, who's five and Levi, who's three. Levi is so touch oriented. He constantly is climbing into laps. He's like randomly kissing a leg. Like, I mean, he's just mm -hmm. so funny with that. But that is how he prefers to receive love, give love. Um, they definitely still do the, hey, daddy, watch this or look at me. Um, and they want that quality, undivided attention. Uh, and yeah, and Owen will love to run over and say, look what I did. And he'll hold like a Lego set that he made or something right. that he painted. And yeah, like you said, he's looking for words of affirmation. Um, it's quite obvious even from young ages that we can see them developing these desires and in their own ways uh, actually call out for that specific expression of love. Now, we do need to give a caveat here because as with any standardized testing, the results are not 100% accurate. This is not going to tell you who you are. Right. Uh, this is simply going to help us assess and understand perhaps which of the five is most native to us. You might even get some that are like the same exact score. So both of them are right. really important. And as you said, all five really should be used and expressed. And another thing to keep in mind is that we can go through seasons of change, um, depending on our own individual experiences, depending on the circumstances that surround us. If we didn't hear that we're loved uh, as a young child, maybe as an adult, words of affirmation are actually really important. Right. There are so many different uh, times whenever we have a specific way of hoping mm -hmm. to feel loved and can be based out of a variety of things. Yeah. And it's interesting that you bring that up because to come back to my relationship with my husband, uh, before I knew him and I had taken the test, physical touch was number five on my list. It wasn't mm. 
very important to me. Uh, I didn't I didn't feel uncomfortable with touch, but I didn't feel like oh, I could really use a hug today. Uh, that just wasn't me. Hmm. Um, but I found that once I was in a relationship, suddenly that became more important and it jumped up higher on my list. So that's normal uh, that as you go through different stages, your love language might change or within different relationships that might change. Absolutely. You know, kids might really want the affirmation from their parents and they don't care as much if their friend is telling them a great they did a great job. So there's definitely a value in being in tune with that and realizing that there are seasons where uh, different forms of love might be received better. Well, thank you guys so much. I hope that our listeners had a wonderful time uh, discussing this topic. We hope that it does not just stay as stale information, but please engage with it. We understand that while we've presented different things, it has to make sense for your home, has to make sense for your family. Right. Thank you for joining us on this podcast episode, Learning Your Child's Love Language. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted by the family ministry team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cvcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections podcast.